0: You know, this is simultaneously one of the most chill, like, podcast times I've had in a long time because I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out with cool people I know, but I'm also like, the show is very funny, and I feel like I'm not funny enough for it. Swing Join the club.
1: You're so funny. <laughs> Both of you are so funny. <laughs> I literally just talked to Brian. So I had a whole conversation with my roommate downstairs. Um, my roommate, who is, like, one of my best friends, Sarah May, and I was just, like, do you ever like go through periods of your life where you like every social interaction you have is just weird and bad? Yes. Well, that's that's like what I'm going through right now. And so I hopefully I'll be funny. We'll see.
2: I've noticed that podcast recording kind of whips me back into extroversion mode to the point where like one of the reasons we didn't record for a while is that neither of us are really in the mood, but recording podcast puts us in the mood to record a podcast it's like you need to get off your button do it for it to work you know
0: yeah well when I was recording a weekly news and politics podcast this was a severe problem <laughs> yeah. was Like, well I, I literally never feel like doing this so wait
1: Quinn why did you decide to come on our very important very political breakfast journalism podcast then
0: Okay, listen, <laughs> I have been trying to get on this show for so long. We learned today that um, Mim, the first episode of Most Important Meal, came out, was it three days before or after? It was three
2: days after. It
0: three days after the Really Alphabet video, which is, oh! I didn't know you two at that time exactly, But Brian and I became friends at XOXO, which was a month or two later. And so – and I had been listening to Morse Important Meal from, like, episode three. (laughs) And then pretty quickly it was like, oh, you should come on the show. And I also know for a fact that I think we had this specific idea at least a year ago. We did. Because I was in college when this idea was first floated. And I have – I graduated like nine months ago. <laughs>
1: wow. I'm sure we also literally talked about this at PodCon. So this is like, like if, if the, if Happy Holland Days was our episode of like, like one of lead up to PodCon, this is like the next lead up to PodCon. Mm. We need to finish all the things that we started a year ago. And so now this time next year, we can record all of the shows that we discuss next weekend.
2: Next weekend at PodCon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rose, what'd you have for breakfast?
0: Okay, so I actually do usually have breakfast, (laughs) but listen... (laughs) Everyone has
1: a first meal of the day, and it's usually the most important one.
2: Also, you've listened to the show. I don't eat breakfast nearly as often as you'd expect the co-host of a breakfast journalism podcast to do.
1: I feel like most of our episodes start out with like us being like, what'd you have for breakfast? And I'm like, oh, I had like some kind of egg thing. And Brian's like, yeah, I had a whole steak dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, Micah. <laughs> but um, today... I was kind of rushing out the door because I stayed up late to watch Mary Poppins, and then I had to get to the office by a certain time to record a different podcast, and so I had an RX bar at the office because I forgot to eat breakfast at home.
1: Oh, they're so
2: bad. Which flavor did you have?
0: The chocolate
1: sea salt.
2: How was it? Because we only
0: had one RX bar. It was the
1: blueberry one. Yeah, we didn't like it. Because it had seven blueberries in it.
0: Yeah, the blueberry one is not that good. So the office the office that I work in has a lot of food in it and a lot of granola bars. And the chocolate Seesaw RX bar has been my like go-to. If I'm hungry, I just get one of those bars out of the cabinet. Um, I'm pretty into it. The blueberry, It's definitely better than the blueberry one, though, which I've also had. I really wish
2: I could be one of the people that can sense when their tummy's rumbling and you just need food. And so you just grab some sustenance and eat it. And as someone who is on the record as a Soylent fan, you would think that that is me. As someone who is on the record as a Cliff Bar fan, you would think that is me. But no, my brain, like, in order to survive, needs the act of going to a restaurant or cooking to feel satisfied. And it is my curse to bear, and I'm very upset about it. Yeah,
1: Brian and I had to have a conversation. We've had several of the same conversation for the past, like, almost five years we've been together. Okay. Where... (laughs) If I, if I tell you, like, I am hungry, what that means is I need to eat within the next 20 to 30 minutes or I will be, like, very upset. And then when I will eat, it'll make my tummy even more upset. Um, and so sometimes I'll, I'll go to Brian because we, we it was understood that Brian was going to make the next meal. And I'm like, I'm hungry. And then he's like, OK, I'm going to sous vide this thing. It'll be ready in five hours. <laughs> And after a while, I was kind of like, hey, I I really need you to know that, like, when I say I'm hungry, it's usually kind of like a dire situation. And he was like, yeah, but, like, aren't you always hungry? Isn't that how everyone is? Like, you're just always hungry? (laughs) I'm like, no. Hey, hey, Brian, are you okay?
2: (laughs) No, I'm really not okay, Quinn. Thanks for asking.
1: I want to go back to the oatmeal. I'm very interested to know what's the go to oatmeal for you?
0: Oh, okay. So for a long time, my go-to was yogurt with fruit and granola, but it's cold outside. So I've transitioned <laughs> to oatmeal, and I just have a giant thing of quaker, quaker, blah, no. Quaker Oats. Quaker Oats. I tried to say too many words at one time. <laughs> so I just have a giant thing of Quaker, like one minute oats or whatever, and then I have some brown sugar and cinnamon, and I Yum. put that in there, and usually I'll throw in some fruit either like strawberries or i'll cut up an apple and put it in there or well not a whole apple because that would be a lot relative to the amount of oatmeal i make um and then i just heat water up in the kettle and pour it over and mix it all in and it's nice and yummy and good for winter
1: it is so rare that i get to talk about oatmeal on this show or else what happened (laughs) in the last episode happens again where brian has to edit out all the cat noises
0: well i like oatmeal i think it's good
1: i do too it's like it's like all your good little oat friends
2: I wish I could enjoy oatmeal because the idea of just whipping something up in a kettle and enjoying it really fast sounds amazing but alas my uh, my belly can't hang.
1: You just got to pretend you're a cute little horse eating your daily daily, daily oats. <laughs> just eat the dry oatmeal. Yeah, just eat the dry oatmeal right out of the Quaker Oats like cylinder.
2: No, that's terrible. For one, it's called Quaker Oats and two <laughs>
1: This episode is sponsored by Quaker Oats. Get your horsey (laughs) on. Uh, You're just
2: the idea (laughs) guy. That guy run with (laughs) it.
1: That's true. Um, Okay, so me, breakfast. Me, Allison Trude, today, breakfast this morning. Um, So Brian and I have been doing a thing with our new meal prep, which is instead of making a bunch of breakfast burritos, which, like, they're very delicious, and they're easy to heat up once they're done, but the actual prep of making them is, like, a little tedious, a little messy. We like live in a house with three other people, so like kitchen time is at an all-time scarcity. Um, and so the last thing I want to do on a Sunday night is be in the, the kitchen for, for five hours making some good old burritos. Um, so I was trying to think of an easier solution, and the solution for the past two weeks has been Brian and I both make a quiche each, And we like, well, actually, let's be honest. I make two quiches and one of them is for me and one of them is for Brian. Um, And inside of the quiche is um, peppers and ham and like a little bit of cheddar cheese And then throw it together with some eggs and bake that bad boy on 350 for, like, 45 minutes. Um, And it's just perfect because the prep time, like, especially um, sometimes when I'm, like, really in a rush, um, Whole Foods has, like, frozen peppers that are already prepared and, like, sliced up and stuff. And so you just throw that in a pan with some, like kind of like brownie like not brownie ham that's kind of that's a weird what a what a ham
2: that is being brown what
1: a what a normal way to say a normal thing um (laughs) you like brown up some ham in a a pan and then you put the peppers inside of it and then you just scoop that bad boy into a pie crust it's just a very good prep and i just like take an entire quiche into my office with me and i feel like a beautiful fancy prince (laughs) um
2: hey truge guess what i had for breakfast
1: quiche quiche yay!
2: yay the way we've divvied up the labor in our relationship is true does everything and i just sit and do no, no. uh Trudge- i i
1: want to i wanted to go on record that all of the meal prep for both lunch and breakfast for the entire week i did all myself this week in under 30 minutes not including the time take it takes to To bake the quiche.
2: It was incredible. Because, like, once the quiche is baked, you just take it out of the oven and chop it up and it's done. Um, But the way we've divvied up the labor in the house is I make the nightly dinners that are a little bit more involved, and Truj makes the equally involved but longer lasting meal prep uh, once a week. And it's been, I've been really happy about it. What do you think, Truj?
1: I had peanut butter and jelly for dinner.
2: Okay, that's because you said, hey, I'm going to be at the office late. And you should fend for yourself, and I'll fend for myself.
1: I didn't say that. I said that yesterday.
2: Yeah, that's that's what happened yesterday. Wait, what are you talking about? When did you have peanut butter?
1: Just, like, just now. You wait, were just like, now? You were like, I'm going to shower. And I was like, well, okay. We didn't talk about food at <laughs> all. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait.
1: <laughs> we didn't talk about food
2: at all. You can't be mad at me for not knowing. today, you today, oh.
1: Today on our podcast therapy session... We talk about breakfast communication.
0: (laughs) What is happening right now?
1: (laughs) I was just calling out Brian for saying, like, I make all the dinner to say, I made dinner tonight. (laughs) (sighs) Well, this is a fun episode. (laughs) But Brian is making the podcast.
2: I'm making the podcast dinner. Eat it up, yum yum yum. Uh, it's nutritious, but no, the the quiche has been amazing. In the mornings, I, as someone who really prefers hot food, I just pop it out of the fridge and eat a slice cold because the flavors still work. It's all wrapped up in a pie crust, and it's delightful.
1: I also have to say that quiche is one of the like the the items in my life that like like hollandaise. I have quiche hubris. I feel like I make a really good quiche. And if anyone says anything to me otherwise, it deeply hurts my feelings. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had your quiche. I wouldn't know.
2: You should absolutely come to Boston and have some quiche. We should bring quiche to
1: PodCon.
0: Absolutely not. I'm not
1: flying on a six-hour flight with quiche.
0: I've got an Airbnb. You want to come make quiche my Airbnb? Yeah, I
1: do.
2: That sounds like a fun PodCon time.
0: That sounds amazing.
2: What's our topic for tonight, Truj? Uh...
1: It's tonight we are going to talk about ways that we've disappointed each other throughout the year.
2: Wait, what? That's not our topic tonight. <laughs> Quinn,
0: what's our topic tonight? Um, hopefully not that. <laughs> I believe our topic is dorm dining and dorm hey! breakfast. Dorm
1: dining. What you definitely can't do is make a quiche in a college dorm.
0: I mean, so I mean my dorm had a fully functioning kitchen. That's
1: true. Mine did as well, but I literally never would have done that in a million years.
0: (laughs) That's, you know, that's really fair.
2: (laughs) We have all been to college. uh, Quinn most recently, and then me following behind by like a year or two, and then church by a year or two.
1: Because I'm crumbling into a pile of ash. Uh,
2: How does it feel to be uh, 68 and doing a podcast?
1: Um... What is this uh, contraption that you have in front of me?
2: That is a microphone. It's like what Edison used to make his phone calls.
0: Oh, that's none of that was even a little bit true.
1: <laughs> Wait, where's that voice coming from?
0: Is that God? <laughs> that's God. Hello, it's me. Wow. What's up? You sound
1: like Quinn Rose. Hey, God,
2: how do you feel about uh, the musical Book of Mormon?
0: Uh, it's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Look at me. I made a platypus. you think I don't have a sense of humor?
1: (laughs) So so why did you want to talk about dorm dining, Quinn?
0: Okay, so again, I have to stress that this topic was devised when I was still in college. (laughs) Um, But it seemed like a fun thing to talk about because I feel like dorm dining is such a specific institution that you just do not get at any other point in your life. It's true. And I simultaneously really appreciate it because i now cook for myself and i'm like oh my god cooking for yourself is so much effort but at the same time i'm like wow all the food i make tastes good are you surprised by that i mean as opposed to the food i got in the dorm where it was a little bit of uh, rolling the dice with that well
1: and i know (laughs) that like even sometimes if i make something questionable that like maybe i like took a misstep and it's too salty or something like that like Even then, it's still something you made yourself. I'm, like, willing to forgive myself. 2019, forgive yourself, you know? (laughs) But, like, if someone else is making your food and you're paying them to do it, and you're paying them, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do it, like, you know? No.
2: Yeah, there's a sense of accomplishment in making your own food, even if it's not very good, unless you have a girlfriend that tells you your eggs benedict sucked.
1: Wow. That's not what I said. Everyone's gonna think we're having relationship <laughs> problems. <laughs> we love each
0: other very much. I just say again, like I'm not there. I have never eaten your eggs, Benedict. I can have no comment on this situation.
2: <laughs> what I miss the most about college dining is being able to just walk over somewhere consistent and reliable and to just get a meal. Like literally any meal you want as much as you want until you're full or your homework's done. And The more I think about it now, the more I'm realizing all of my food habits about restaurants and, like, spatial awareness while eating and the ritual of going to a place to get food was all born from college. Because I spent, you know, two or three years before I moved down to my own, I spent two or three years going to the same places almost every day and eating anything else was a treat. Um, And that's where I discovered podcast listening. That's where I really fell in love with A bunch of shows from, you know, 2013 and 14 where I would swipe into the dining hall because you got like x number of swipes a week to get in and eat as much food as you want and i would extend a swipe by going in at lunch eating a bunch of food and then just hanging out and working because it never really enforced anything like you can only stay for an hour no that didn't happen so i would like marathon netflix or listen to podcasts or do homework and then have dinner there too or just consistently eat until i couldn't move and (laughs) that's where i discovered podcast listening i went through almost all the flop house back catalog in that, like, year.
1: I feel like my experience with college dining was kind of exactly the opposite, at least at the beginning. I was, like, deathly afraid of anyone seeing me in the dining hall alone because it meant that I didn't have any friends. Um, it was a sad time because sometimes you want to go get food and no one else is hungry. Um, but, uh, so, the college I went to it's like in downtown Boston. I've said that I went to Emerson, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went to Emerson college. And so it's in downtown Boston. And, um, it's basically this thing where, um, (laughs) because of the, like, uh, the zoning laws at the time, uh, things are different now, I guess. Um, but basically, uh, students usually only live on campus at Emerson at the time I went for like two years. So, I got into the housing lottery when I was a junior because I, like, didn't want to move out yet. Um, And so none of my friends were on campus. So I had to learn to go to the dining hall by myself and, like, go get an omelet in the morning. they had, like, the omelet bar, which was my favorite thing in the world. And so I feel like, actually, even though it's, like, kind of sad to admit, I feel like it forged in me a sense of independence that I, like, didn't have yet. Wow. That's depressing.
0: (laughs) So, the thing about my college dining experience is basically this broke down to a couple different stages. So, my freshman year, the dining hall was like a 15 minute walk away from my dorm. And I also went to school in Boston and it was cold. And so <laughs> that wasn't super fun. And so, you
2: moved to a much warmer city, <laughs> Chicago.
0: Shut up. <laughs> I hate the cold so much. It was so cold today. But, um, <laughs> My freshman year, there was one dining hall for all the freshmen, and it's ginormous. And what I would do is I would walk through it and, like, scan tables. It's, like, a long, very long dining hall. And if I saw someone that I knew or, like, liked enough to sit next to, I would go sit with them. And if I didn't, I would just sit in the back by myself and read my book or do homework or whatever. And it was great. And then um, I – after freshman year you move into the upperclassmen dorms and there's a dining hall in the dorm and so i never had to go outside to eat ever again i also often lived with a lot of my friends and so like we would go down together um but if i didn't see someone i knew i was just like whatever like this is my home it's not weird for me to be eating food by myself because like everyone is kind of like chill and lives there together so but the thing about that is that After my freshman year, going back to the giant dining hall that all the freshmen eat in, like I would occasionally be there for breakfast and it caused so much anxiety. I hate it there. (laughs) It's too big.
1: I so hear that. Like, So I went to a college that only had one dining hall, but um, I also now work at the college that I went to school at ending a sentence with a preposition it's very good
0: and what is your job there?
1: <laughs> um I, I work at the literary journal uh no
0: i'm just i'm making fun of you because you ended a sentence with a preposition.
1: oh i was just thinking to myself like quinn knows where i work brian edited this out in post <laughs> um but occasionally we'll have meetings in the building that was where my freshman dorm was and it just like it smells different like every time i go in i'm like i'm almost a 26 year old woman and I smell this smells like being 18 and being scared
2: (laughs) (laughs) returning to a dining hall after you've left college is so bizarre like it's it feels like such a weird experience to go back and need to re-enter that unsurety of
1: unsurety
2: None of us can talk today. It's so great. Unsurety of, you know, where are you going to sit? Who are you going to sit with? You probably don't know anyone at that point. So who, like, how are you going to sit alone and all that stuff? Quinn, um, I had the very special honor of eating with you in your dining hall in your last weeks of college last year. And that oh, was yeah. such an experience. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and if anyone asks, I definitely swiped him in and paid for him to eat there and did not just walk past the swipe desk.
2: It was very sweet of you to uh, to swipe me in with your very legitimate card that you totally did.
0: There were twelve um, underclassmen houses. And so there were 12 dining halls, and you could like roughly eat in any of them, although people mostly ate in the one they lived in, obviously. But they also like had pretty particular reputations on how strict they are about swiping people in, because in some places, it's real easy to just kind of roll through. In some places, <laughs> they will chase you down. And so I lived in a dorm... It was pretty chill. And so when I needed to get people in, like my friend who, I think it was when we were working on the film it and was, we were like, yeah. Let's, yeah, we need to eat and we don't want to pay for it because I live here. So we just walked by like with enough confidence and then they won't say anything.
2: <laughs> and I
0: had to pretend to
2: have confidence. It was the hardest acting job I had to do on that. Wow. Film. Uh, what was your favorite breakfast food in your respective dining halls?
0: Oh my god. Okay. So, I started doing this I think at maybe the beginning of my senior year, but for the entirety of my senior year, when I ate breakfast, which was not always, um, but I would go down and I would get yogurt and they would just have plain yogurt and then they would, always would have strawberries and blueberries oh. like in kind of a sugary sauce. It was for the waffles. Um, but I would throw some of them in there, and then I would also always have at least one other kind of fruit that was already cut up and ready to roll. So I put some of that in there, and then I would get granola. It was so good. I eat that for breakfast every day. This is something I've never talked about on the show.
2: There are like four or five distinct periods in my life where I went very, very hard on yogurt granola and fruit as a breakfast
1: wow which is like wait but you're allergic to fruit yeah
2: yeah sometimes i would fight through the pain sometimes i would give up but it was it's so delicious like yogurt is one of my favorite things even though i don't eat it nearly as much as i should and enjoying like all the different textures and how very very cold it is truge
1: i don't know why you're looking at me
2: how very, very cold it is is so pleasant and like really simple, really easy to prepare, and especially if all the work's done for you by the uh by the dining hall.
1: Wow. So my favorite breakfast in college is we're we're doing this right. We're all Okay, okay. Huh, whew. Um My favorite breakfast was not at, like, the dining hall proper at Emerson, but there was um, a cafe that was, like, on Boylston Street. It no longer exists, which is very sad. Um, So they're doing construction on one of the big uh, dorm buildings at Emerson, and this um, little cafe, M Cafe, was attached to it. And so when I was going to school there, it was M Cafe, and it was kind of like a... It was just, like, a, I think Aramark or whatever was the dining provider at Emerson. And so it wasn't, like, branded as anything. It was just, like, oh, this is Aramark food. And so they had a breakfast sandwich. I would get, like, no shocker here. I would get egg cheese sausage on a croissant. And what they did was they had all of those ingredients that were very good, but then they pressed it on a panini press. And, like, I just, I really, really mean this. I know we are, like, want to hyperbolize on this show. (laughs) Um, But I want to say, even in this very moment, even thinking about Egg Slut and, like, all of the beautiful places I've had breakfast sandwiches – that was my favorite breakfast sandwich of my life, and they turned it into an Einstein's bagels for my senior oh, year of no. college. Oh no! Oh god, that's awful. Yeah. And now it's not open, so I don't know what's going to open when it finally does reopen.
2: Wait a minute, croissant in a panini? Doesn't that ruin, like, the fluffy, flaky texture of the croissant?
1: You know what? It just didn't, because the panini press also, it, like, had those, like, delicious little grooves, so... Trude, you
2: don't eat the grooves on the panini press, you eat the food that comes out of it.
1: I'm so upset with you. I'm telling you about a very emotional, (laughs) intimate experience I've had with a carb, and you cannot do this to me. (laughs) Um... Here's the, here's the thing. The croissants were very fresh. So by the time that they were, like, squished down with the panini press, there was enough, like, water in them that they didn't just crumble away. It was still a pretty um, messy sandwich to eat. But, like, God, even just thinking about it, like, it's making my mouth water. Like, that was such a good breakfast. And also, like, on the weekends at Emerson. um, In the dining hall proper, they would have, like, an omelet bar, and I would always get an omelet with peppers and sausage and cheese and, like, put sriracha on it.
2: That sounds absolutely delicious.
1: It was. And, like, frankly, I don't miss being in college and having, like, other people cook all of my own food, because also dining hall food is, like, genetically engineered to give you tummy problems. But... I, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my peers would give Emerson's Dining Hall a bad rap, but I really liked it.
2: I ate at the Emerson Dining Hall once, not with you, but with another group of friends I had at Emerson before we met. Wow. And it was pretty okay. I You've wasn't... had
1: other friends other than me.
2: Uh, listen, sometimes in life you have friends who are not your girlfriend or from before you meet your girlfriend and time is somewhat linear. So... Wow uh <laughs> it, it was pretty good. I didn't go into the swipey area. I couldn't get in. But I I think I went to that same cafe you were talking about. Yep. And it was pretty good. Like, it was fine. And we all get to hang out and, like, be in that environment. And it felt really college. And I wish I could have tried that sandwich. I wish, I wish, I wish I could have tried that sandwich.
1: It. I, I just remember, like, I didn't realize that they were closing and they were going to open something else. But the summer where I was interning at the place I now work, um, I was, like, dirt broke like I didn't have more than $50 in my bank account at any given time so um for the last like two or three weeks they still let me use my like leftover fake student dollars to buy the (laughs) breakfast sandwiches at MCAF and I will I'll just never forget it because I, I like didn't know it was the end, and then it was the end, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Oh,
0: oh!
2: God, I have so many fond memories tied to those crappy fake dining dollars. It was such a very special, rare experience that we got to go to like our on-campus Cadoba <laughs> and spend ten of our, nor- our uh, no, it was Husky dollars at Northeastern Husky dollars on a giant bowl of queso and rice.
0: <laughs> Wait, I have to talk about these things. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing is at Harvard, we had a different system where you had Board Plus and you had Crimson Cash. and I hate both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Crimson Cash is possibly the most useless thing ever. Um, it is just money that you have and then you put it on a card so that it can be used in fewer places.
1: Yeah. No, at Emerson, we had EC cash and you could only use it like to do your laundry or yes, like to I don't know, buy something at a place where you could just use real money.
0: Yes, exactly. It was the exact same. So I but you could only do your laundry with this crap. So And you could
1: only upload it in like $10 increments. You couldn't do like less than that.
0: Yeah, it was a whole ridiculous thing. But the other thing you got was Board Plus. And this was $65 a semester of free money. It's not technically free. It's like part of the dining plan. <laughs> And you're supposed to use it hypothetically for like, you know, if you want to swipe a friend into the dining hall, you can use Board Plus to pay for it. Like
2: you totally did with me.
0: Like I totally did with you. But what you can also do is all the on-campus cafes except Board Plus and all the on-campus grills except Board Plus. I don't know if you all had these, but in several of the dorms around campus, we had late night grills that basically Mm -hmm. had like fries and milkshakes and stuff. Oh my God, what an experience. And so Dunster, which is where I lived, had a grill. Shout out to Dunster Grill, love of my life forever. Most of my friends worked there and I spent a lot of time there. Yeah, didn't Jillian work there during Mixed Feelings? Oh yeah, yeah. Jillian (laughs) worked there and like five of my other roommates. Yeah, Um, and so I spent... I would also I tried to make my board plus left last I really did but I would always run out like a month or so into the term and then I became very good friends with people who don't really spend board plus plus. and I have literally had friendships flourish because near the end of a semester I found out they had a lot of board plus left and so I started hanging out with them a lot so they would buy me
2: food <laughs> wait Quinn is this why you're trying to get me to apply to Harvard for grad school so you can use what? my board bus <laughs> None of that is true. Is this all this friendship is for?
0: I also don't think grad students get board plus, so that's sad. Why didn't you tell me that before I sank so
2: much time into this grad school application? Why are you just saying things? My favorite food in Northeastern's dining hall was the omelet bar. You go up and you say, I would like... um, Bacon, ham, cheddar cheese, and wait, spinach.
1: So wait, Brian, can I paint a word picture? Yes. Um, I wasn't here for this, so this is me extrapolating. Um, you sidle up to the omelet bar, and you you sit on the bar stool, and you lean your whole upper body on the counter, and you go, bartender. And then what What was your order? Say it again.
2: I'd like an omelet with ham, cheddar, sausage, and peppers.
1: And then the guy would come over, and he'd be like, haven't you had enough already, buddy?
2: Don't cut me off, mister. I know when I'm cut off.
1: And then they would escort you from the dining hall because you were being rowdy.
2: Why are you putting booze in these omelets? It's really weird. <laughs> so yeah, it's the omelet bar. Um, I have never been to a school without this. Quinn, did Harvard have it when I went?
0: An omelet bar? No.
2: Like a hotel style, like make your own omelet bar?
0: No, Harvard didn't have anything cool like that.
2: Oh, that makes me sad. It had very good tacos, though. I had the tacos. Um, the omelet bar was exquisite and divine, and I became very good friends with some of the people there because I'd be like, oh, hey, can I have this, this, this? And I'd be like, oh, how's class? Oh, classes are pretty good. And these omelets were pretty small because they were just making them on demand for like a big line of kids, and they would always have like four or five going. And I'm not lying, these omelets and watching these people make omelets at the dorm really impacted the way i make eggs because the fact that they were able to make four at a time and they were always so consistent and good was like mind-boggling to me they were never undercooked they were never burnt they were never you know the ingredients were always perfectly proportioned and i that's the energy i want to take into 2019 make some omelets
0: wow that's a big mood I have two things to say. One, I just remembered I besmirched the Harvard dining halls because we did have a kind of that. We had like a like a grill service at during meals where if you're a vegetarian and they don't have enough vegetarian food always, um, you can order like they had a pre-selection of items, but different burgers and grilled cheese sandwiches and eggs. And there were some omelet options, but it didn't have – it wasn't like an omelet bar where you could choose your fillings.
2: Wow, that that really sucks.
0: <laughs> I also just want to put out there in the universe is that while the food may have not always been the best in my dining hall and as the selection, as I just mentioned, especially for vegetarians, must not always excellent, we'll say – but I love the dining hall workers. I will fight for them. And I also shout out to the dining hall workers forever for when we had our super fancy like senior dinner you're graduating, so we're making all the really good food. My friend and I got the vegetarian meal, but the uh, meat eaters meal was a uh, surf and turf and we were like, but we're pescatarian, so we were like, Hey, can we can we also just have the lobster tail? And they were like, Yeah, sure. And they just brought us lobster tails oh and it was the best God. thing ever. That's can I just amazing? have the surf please? <laughs> was such a good meal. Oh, that
2: sounds amazing. Yeah, we had, like, theme nights at the end of the semester where they would go all out and decorate things and do special food. Shout out to the dining hall workers who really, really, like, they didn't have to go that hard for us, but they did. God bless. Do you have any favorite memories associated with it? Like a uh, late night study session, early morning uh, wake up session for your dining halls that, like, stand out to you in your mind?
0: I have a story that jumped to my mind immediately. Immediately. Go. So when I was a... Okay, a little bit of context. I mentioned that when I was a freshman, the freshman dining hall is about 15 minutes away. But what was across the street from us was the swing housing dining hall. So some of the dorms were under renovation. And so we had like swing housing and it was really close to the freshman dorm that i happened to live in and they had a dining hall there and you weren't the freshmen were not supposed to eat there and we did eventually get told to stop eating there but what you could do is in the in the evenings they had like drinks and snack food out and stuff so people could go study there and so we would go there all the time to study. And this also happened, the the swing dorm that was there at the time happened to be Dunster House, where we would eventually all end up living, which was super awesome, but just a coincidence. Um, and there was this one time that we were, a bunch of us were there on a Saturday night, little nerdy freshmen studying for whatever, and... Around us, um, upperclassmen were coming out of their rooms dressed in full party getup, like going out and having fun. And we were, the Taylor Swift album uh, 1989 had just come out and we were just watching the Blank Space music video and singing (laughs) Taylor Swift songs and studying like giant ass nerds on a Saturday night in this dining hall. (laughs) That's, that's incredible.
1: (laughs) I love that so much.
0: Uh, Trudy, do you have any memories?
1: None, not even one. Who are you <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm your boyfriend Where Brian. am I no we have We have a podcast. We're doing a podcast now, and I love you very much.
1: Oh, good.
2: My absolute favorite breakfast memory of college, or one of them I have a few one of my very absolute favorite breakfast memories from college was okay i I've said this before on the show. I used to stay up all night and do ridiculous things throughout the night. And my favorite time. You need to
1: extrapolate on that now because I know what you mean, but other people listening to this podcast will not know what you mean.
2: So the one that stands out to me was starting at midnight, I would watch a bunch of horror movies and have a pot of coffee per horror
0: movie. (laughs) Wait, you did that? Just just because you hated yourself? I hated myself. What? How are you alive?
2: I was so anxious and jittery, and it was scary, and I was watching on a laptop with headphones because I had a roommate who I had to like be somewhat quiet for, and I just stayed up all night drinking coffee, watching movies. Uh, the one marathon I did that sticks out the most in my mind was a movie called VHS, which is like a found footage anthology movie. The Bay, which is a found footage, like, natural disaster movie, which is really good. And then John Dies at the End, which is this weird horror movie slasher thing. Uh, Midnight to 6 a.m., that's what I did. And at 6 a.m., I went to the diner, and it was really great. But the one that I remember for this specifically was staying up all night, probably studying, probably watching movies. It was probably watching movies, honestly. I was in the library all night. And then, as the sun rose, I was waiting for the dining hall to as open. As the Quinn rose. As Yee. the Quinn rose up into the sky.
1: Oh, put me down. With her terrible, terrible wings. <laughs> and her large talons. I kind of like where this is going, actually. <laughs> this is now an episode of Welcome to Night vale. Oh,
2: my God. So, the story is, I was waiting for the dining hall to open, and I found this weird podcast called Welcome to Night vale. Wait, are you serious? I'm not joking.
1: Wow! High five! High five!
2: Synergy! No, I that this was the morning I discovered Night vale. I'd stayed up all night doing something, probably watching movies, and I started listening to this podcast and was very, very confused, and then the weather segment happened, and it was a song, and I was like, what is this? And as I was listening to it as I was waiting for the dining hall to open to eat my omelet and orange juice, and... It was magical. I listened to like six episodes in a row that morning, and it was one of the most special things to me.
1: Wow! That's so great. That
2: couldn't have worked out better, Truj.
1: I can't believe me. I'm so great. Um, <laughs> So when you're old and wizened like me, when you're literally a thousand years old, um, I- I'm finding that like the more memories that I have from college, like there are fewer of them clearly, but they're very pronounced and very nostalgic. Um, And actually a couple of them center around breakfast. Um, One of my favorites, I mean, actually not favorite. I literally like, so when I have my intern every semester, I, and they're an undergrad, I actively tell them that I did this and that they should not do it. Um, (laughs) But I had an 8am and at that time in my life, I still wasn't a morning person, and so I was always so anxious that I wouldn't wake up in time for my eight a.m. That I would just pull all nighters, um, which like oh no,
0: what
1: a what a stupid thing that I did. How many like years of my life I don't have now because I did that, um, but. I did this so often and I would, I would have the same morning routine that like I would stay up and I would like actually listen to welcome to night Vale. That's another thing that I definitely did. Um, and I would go to M cafe and I would get my like special croissant sandwich and bring it back to my dorm and it would just make me so, so, so happy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I have so much nostalgia around, like, memories like that. Um, and then finally being like, okay, I'm going to go to the dining hall by myself and just, like, listen to Night Vale and hope that no one sees me or talks to me. Breakfast <laughs> is just, it's, it's wild that way. I feel like so many of the, like, kind of few memories I have, I mean, clearly I have more memories, but when you, like, broadly think of college, there are, like, a couple of instances that come to mind. And a lot of them have to do with, like, me eating breakfast. And that's why I do a breakfast journalism
0: podcast.
2: Quinn Rose, where can people find you on the internet?
0: So, uh, the easiest place to find me is on Twitter or Instagram at AspiringRobotFM. And then you can also check me out on my website, AspiringRobot.com, um, where you can find all of my projects.
2: Including your zero active podcasts right now.
0: <laughs> Wait, I'm uh, sorry. I have one active podcast. Well, it's like, it, okay. It's It's seasonal. <laughs> I have one seasonal podcast that is coming back in, like, pretty soon, in, like, March, I think, and it's Corner of the Sky on The Incomparable, so that's, that's where to go.
2: I've done two episodes. You should listen to them. And <sighs> yeah. all the other episodes, because they're really good, too.
0: That just reminded me that you've been on my, you have been on my podcast, like, three times, and this is the first time I've made it onto Mim. I'm still better. But okay. also,
1: I haven't been on one of your shows at all, so it evens
0: yeah. out. <laughs> Do you like musicals?
1: I was in so many musicals in high school.
0: Come on my show. Okay. okay. <laughs> and a super exciting new thing that's coming out. I Within a couple days of this coming out. Wow. wow. So go to Twitter to find that. Woo. Go follow Quinn and you'll learn all the podcast goodness.
1: Go to t- www.com T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot C-O-M And I'll be right there
2: No, that, you need to do more <laughs> than that But okay, let's report back to us And see how that goes Going to T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot C-O-M And seeing what you find there, I guess uh, We're all going to be at PodCon Quinn, Truge, Kathy, and I All the people you know and love From Most Important Meal We will be at PodCon in Seattle The weekend of the 19th and 20th Which is going to be a blast
0: it's going to be so good. It's going to be so fun. I Yes, come talk to us. Last year, we got to talk to people, and it was very exciting. I speak to no humans except <laughs> over Skype. So, you know, it's going to be super fun. Also,
1: we still need breakfast recommendations for when we're in Seattle. So please uh, tweet at MIM Podcast or at Allison Trouge or at Brian Hamilton
2: or at FM, if you want and she'll send them to us hang
1: on it's not it's not at Brian Hamilton that's another person who's not Brian no it is not I have made this mistake before in a very loving uh, I love you post I tagged another person Um,
0: (laughs) when I saw that I genuinely laughed out loud and looked at it again and laughed out loud again it's I think I have a screenshot on my phone it was so funny to me
1: (laughs) I was mortified but too many people had liked it so i couldn't delete it um so brian's twitter handle is at underscore brian hamilton there's a little line right there that you gotta add to find me
2: hey quinn you want to see the new uh, most important meal artwork
1: it's not oh, gonna yeah. be. It's not gonna be out by the time this episode is out. This is like a teaser for like it'll drop okay. a week from this episode coming out.
0: I am so. I also like. I I have all the stickers. I have the stickers of your art, and I love them so much. I'm gonna put them on my face. Um, wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! I love this. <laughs> Isn't it good? It's so good. True is the best. Oh my god, I love it.
1: Anyone want to listen to tomorrow?
0: <laughs> it's a really aggressive ASMR.
1: <laughs> it's angry Samar. <laughs> it's also angry because I can't open this package.
2: I so I I, I went to 7 Eleven yesterday, two days ago, and got a like two for three dollar Sour Patch Kid watermelon, which Truj is uh, so pleasantly opening right now on air.
1: I'm gonna do a taste test. I'm gonna do a first impression. Uh, the package says sour then sweet, sour patch watermelon, artificially flavored. And there's a cute green man, uh, not Brian, but a, a sour patch kid. Um, and what I pulled out is a little like wedge shaped, like watermelon slice shaped candy that's covered in little sugary sour rocks. And it looks kind of tie dyed in both pink and green. And it's going to go down the
2: hatch. I, too, have one now. And I would like to uh, congratulate our Sour Patch Sommelier, Truge on bringing this fine selection here to us tonight. I, too, shall try after sen- uh, trying the bouquet. Ah, It is lovely and smells like artificial sugar and sour flavor. Let's try.
1: It tastes like if I ate too many of them, it would hurt my, my poor little mouth.
0: I can confirm. It does. Probably just, like, if you ate one of them, it would hurt your mouth.
1: You know what? I'm hurting a little bit. It hurts. It hurts real bad. But also, is that just my existential dread? Who knows?
2: Oh, crap. Now my mouth is watering like Niagara falls. Mm. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trude, have a sip of water. Then I need a sip of water, too. Can you refill it? <sighs> the Brita's right over there. All you have to do is just get it. A- okay.